This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome back to Friend Crush. I'm your host, Amber Akilla. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. We are in the business of being hot and having fun. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, Remember to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tumblr, Twitter, you know, whatever. I'm, yeah varying degrees of activity on each of those platforms if you are in china you can follow me on xiaohongshu and weibo i literally never post on weibo but like i'm trying 2024 i must create more content somehow anyway i hope everyone's doing well i was recently just in sydney australia and perth australia my hometown i think it was maybe like two weeks or something i was planning on staying longer but then I had to come back early to Shanghai for a job and it was nice to just go back to Australia for a bit and see lots of people that I haven't seen in a long time and be by the ocean and see my mom and yeah, spend time with friends. I think that sometimes for me, like, you know, coming from a certain place and then living in a different place, living and working in a different place, it's good to have sorts like time where you can kind of like reground and regroup and just I don't know reflect on the contrast and the differences in your life between where you're from and where you live and work I guess so that was like my second time um to Australia in the last year and a half since I've been back in Shanghai the first time was around January February this year And yeah, my life is like so different in the space of like 10 months. It's just like crazy. Yeah. Eight, 10 months. It's just crazy. Um, yeah. How quickly things changed. And I feel very lucky that I was able to do a lot of different jobs and to work a lot and meet a lot of new people and travel to all different places in that time. Cause in January, I think the borders hadn't even fully opened yet for China. You still had to do COVID tests to go to leave the country or to re-enter the country. And um, yeah, so marfan. <laughs> but then the borders opened around like March, I guess. And I think in the last few months, especially like since I would say September till now, there's just been 
a lot of like movement in Shanghai the way that there was pre-pandemic. And I would never say like, oh, I miss pre-pandemic Shanghai and Shanghai should be like that. I really do believe that places evolve and change and, you know, it's pointless to wish for a past that you can never really go back to. Um, And also for me personally, like I'm older this time being in Shanghai, I feel like I have more resources than I did when I used to live here. So it's like a better experience for me. Both experiences are great in their own way, but I'm grateful that this is the experience that I have now. But I also am much more intentional about how I spend my time and what I'm doing in a way that I just wasn't when I was in my early 20s. So yeah, recently, like the last few months, there's been a lot of movement, a lot of people coming in and out of Shanghai. Even the weekends that I'm not DJing, I'm still out and like hosting people. I mean, this weekend, I was really lucky that I could just chill at home, even though last night on Saturday, I was being asked, like, do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm so exhausted. I traveled 20 hours from Shanghai, from Perth through Sydney to Shanghai because like the way that I booked my flight was using credit. And so I kind of like traveled the long way, got back, had a whole day of like preparing for an event, standing in heels for like six plus hours. And then I'm just like all socialized out. You know, I am an introvert, not an extrovert. I have no E left. I need time to recharge so I can be E again because I do love like meeting people and, you know, connecting people and being out, but I don't get energy from that. You know, like it's, I get some energy from it, but I'm not like a full on extrovert where like that recharges me. Like I need to recharge so that I can even do that to begin with. Yeah, not complaining, just observing my current state. Very grateful. Um, And yeah, looking forward to finishing off this year and then seeing what 2024 has in store. I, yeah, I have no thoughts. (laughs) Like I don't even know (laughs) what to say. Um, But yeah, like Australia also, I feel like has changed a lot or I've also changed a lot so the way that I see Australia has changed a lot I hadn't been to Sydney since the beginning of 2020 when um, people first started reporting on the pandemic in China I was in Australia at the time and yeah I mean I didn't really get to see much of Sydney I was mostly in the CBD area but um, yeah, it was nice to be back in Sydney um Perth also like things have kind of changed a bit in the last 10 months which is like not something that I'm necessarily used to (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I guess when you're there you can't really observe the changes as much and I was away for eight months versus being stuck there for two years consistently um things in Australia are so expensive at the moment like the cost of living is really costing which is really intense to see um But yeah, I mean, still great to be able to just like hang out in between replying to work, WeChat messages and stuff. I'm going to be back in February next year. I haven't decided if I'm just going to stay in Perth or if I'm going to go to other cities or not. But yeah, we're just going to see. Anyway, yeah, that's how I'm doing. (laughs) Um, Thank you for being patient with me on new episodes. And for sending feedback and thoughts and feelings and um, episode topic recommendations or thoughts. That's always really helpful. I think that 
this is probably going to be the last episode for this season. I already have episodes for next season planned out, but I just have a lot on my plate at the moment and I'm still learning how to manage having a podcast while having like a full-time job and life because this is not how I started the podcast. So regardless, I'm really grateful for the support. Um, Like, yeah, the listenership has grown a lot in the last year and I am working on merch. I'm sorry that it's taking so long. Again, I just haven't figured out how to manage these things yet, but where there is a will, there is a way. And I have the will. I'm just figuring out the way. So I'll keep you posted on merch. And I apologize for all previous episodes where it seems like I'm about to drop it and I don't. So yeah, I'm just a little bit OCD about like quality control and everything. So thank you so much for your patience. Anyway, today's episode is about situationships and just my thoughts on situationships. I didn't know what a situationship was until I was on TikTok um, I guess like 2020, 2021. Yeah. Like what is a situationship to me? There are only casual relationships and relationships. There's booty call where you literally just hook up. And then there's casual relationship where maybe you go on dates and you hook up, but you're not really like necessarily committed to each other and you're not necessarily exclusive and then there's um and there's like various categories of like casual relationship you know like the international booty call or the like tuesday thursday date nights only vibe um or you know you know that you one of you is going to be moving away or whatever so it's like a short term thing like a fling casual relationship um and then there's like a committed relationship where you're dating consistently you're hooking up you are committed, you've established that you're exclusive with each other, or maybe if you're like into poly, like you're doing that too. Um, And yeah, you have, there are terms upon which you've agreed that this is like committed, you know, Um, you're maybe like meeting each other's parents or introducing each other to each other's friends. I don't know. But for me, like these are the only relationship categories that I will entertain. The situationship That is just like a red zone for me, like absolutely no go. And I'm not saying that if you are happily like, okay, for the, for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to say that a situationship is where there is an imbalance in terms of like the level of commitment that like the two parties in a relationship are willing to give. So one person is like, I want this to be committed. And the other person is like, I don't want this to be committed. That is how I define and understand a situationship. And that's why it's different to a casual relationship where both parties agree on the level of commitment. And it's like mutual, you know, like you've both agreed to and are okay with it being casual and not committed to when you're in a committed relationship, you've both agreed to it being committed. And when you're in a situationship, it's the imbalance. Okay. (laughs) Like that meme. That's like the only thing about a situationship is the situation is they don't want you, you know, like, so some people, I guess are like, okay with a situationship. I feel like 
to me, that is a form of self-harm. Like you really want something from someone that you are consistently intimate with physically, emotionally, and they continuously neglect your needs. And then in turn, you justify that and allow your needs to continuously be neglected. Like that to me is a form of self-harm because like it's different when you don't know that they're not wanting to commit to you the same way. But when you know, it's like you need to, like a life well lived is one where you're able to have your needs met in a healthy and sustainable way. In my opinion, that's part of being hot and having fun. So by its very nature, a situationship is just not going to be conducive to that. And I think that, you know, this episode is not for people that are happy in their situationship. Like for whatever reason, if you enjoy it, don't let me take away from your fun. Okay. This is for people who, like have been in situationships, maybe can't understand why or don't want to be in a situationship again and are actually looking for any of the other types of relationship dynamics that you could have um, that are more like mutually beneficial. And I think that it's important to recognize that at some point to be in a healthy relationship, I think you also need to know how to appreciate being alone. Because if you don't know, like if you can't enjoy your own company, if you're not able to sit in silence with your own thoughts and to regulate your emotions, then you don't really have like a stable foundation upon which all your other relationships are built on because you aren't really sure what it is that connects you with this person in a friendship, in a romance, et cetera, et cetera, because Oftentimes, I think that when you're not comfortable with being alone or when you're kind of ignoring or running away from certain emotions, you are sort of like clinging onto certain relationships because you think that it will save you from whatever pain you're trying to avoid. And this is like so, so, so subconscious. You don't even realize. And often I think it has to do with like either you want to be like someone that you're like really invested in being in a friendship or relationship with, or you think that proximity to them somehow adds value to you that you're not sure how to create for yourself. So for example, like when I was younger, I would date guys that worked in the creative industry in varying capacities. And when I look back, I can see that I was like, simultaneously running away from things while also trying to create and build things for myself. And because I wasn't ready or willing to face the things that I was running from, it meant that the foundation upon which I was trying to build things was kind of shaky. And those things included like the relationships that I had with these guys. And even if they were like pursuing me and I was kind of like, hee hee ha ha. Um, Yeah, there was definitely a part of me that thought like, oh, maybe if we're together, like he'll be able to teach me something about whatever I'm trying to learn or he'll be able to help me in some way. And they rarely ever were able to do so. And even if they did, it's like, yeah, I could have done that. or I could have gotten that help from someone who wasn't going to take advantage of me in that way or who wasn't going to like, you know, just treat me so poorly um, while I was also being like intimate with them. So I realized that like the lesson for those sorts of relationships was I can do it myself. There's no reason why I need to rely on this person to do it for me. I need to have more faith in my own ability because when I do it myself, it's 
just as good, if not better. It's better than if they had helped me, better than the advice that they had given me and more authentic to me. And there's like, no one can take that away from me now. I don't owe anyone anything because they were like doing me a favor or going out of their way for me or thought that if they did this thing for me and then they would have access to me. It's like, okay, I actually did this on my own merit. And anytime that I fucked up on the way, I learned from those mistakes. And now I have like a solid foundation an understanding of what I'm doing in a way that I wouldn't have if I was relying on someone else. So that's just like my example. And I think also like certain friendships that I entertained that didn't feel quite right. I was like, okay, but like maybe knowing this person is going to make me seem like I'm this or that. And maybe that'll be helpful in some way. Ultimately, it was like those people didn't really have great reputations anyway. And by association, I was like jeopardizing my own reputation if I was going to overly associate with them in a way that was ultimately harmful for me anyway. You know, like I think that as I've gotten older, I've met all kinds of people, had all different kinds of experiences. I realized that there's someone out there for everyone in every capacity, whether it is friendship, work or romantic. And it's better to just be yourself and to connect with people that you authentically align with than to force relationships or connections with people that you don't like that much or you get a weird vibe off because that's kind of like doomed to fail. Like the whole point of you having that feeling is an indication that something's off and you shouldn't move forward. So when you allow like your brain to override your intuition with some sort of like I don't know, arbitrary illusion of what life could be. You are not creating like a, you're not moving with a holistic and like um, well thought out or considered intention, you know, like you, you want like the way that you feel and the way that you think and the way that you act to be aligned. And that's not a perfect process, of course. Like there's going to be times where, you're a little bit off. There's going to be times when you're way off, but recognizing that that's kind of like the goal, I think has helped me a lot. I'm not going to be always feeling really great about everything that I'm doing, but I want to pursue life in that way. And I'm willing to make sacrifices and compromises in certain areas at certain times. But most of the time I want it to be intentional. I want it to be mutually beneficial. I want to be hot and have fun. I don't want to deal with other people's bullshit anymore. And I need to recognize that sometimes it's going to be hard to set boundaries with people who I would otherwise care about, but I need to recognize I'm just not compatible with, whether this is a friendship, a relationship, or a work relationship. And in the case of situationships, it's just like if you believe in being hot and having fun, if you want to believe in that, if you want to live that way, do not let people convince you into convincing yourself to settle ever. Okay. Cause once you settle, you lose like the connection to potential that only you have access to. You know, I've been in so many situations where people have told me like, you're crazy for wanting to do that. That's never going to happen. You need to be more realistic. And at the end of the day, like I'm doing what I want to do and where are they? (laughs) I don't know, because I had to leave them behind in order to figure out whether I could actually do the things that I wanted to believe that I could do, you know, and that's, that's not always easy, but I have no regrets. 
even if it's been hard, even if I've been crying and throwing up over a decision, you know, like I don't regret any of those things because at the end of the day, I'm always trying to tap into that part of me that's like, what is it that you really want and what can you do in this situation to make that real? And I think that when you're in a situationship, you think, okay, what I really want is a relationship. This person I'm already in a situationship with. So all I need to do is convince them that we can be in a relationship together. But in reality, it's like, okay, you have a certain feeling that you want in a relationship. The person that you're with now, that is, they are not able to give you that feeling. For whatever reason, the two of you cannot create that feeling in that environment that you want. It's not about changing like their mind. It's about changing your environment. And if your environment involves that person, it might involve getting rid of that person too. And it's not necessarily so cut and dry. It's not so easy. That's what my training for a breakup (laughs) episode is for. But that's the reality, you know, like it's not about changing the things that are already like changing the nature of the things or the people that you're around. It's about changing those things, changing those people. And that can be really difficult to come to terms with because it's like, why can't this person that I care about who ostensibly says that they care about me, like they're not able to change or they won't change or they're not capable of change, but that's not our problem. You know, like you cannot change how other people are. You can only change how you deal with them. If someone is mistreating you and taking advantage of you and insisting that you settle for crumbs of commitment when you want full commitment or when you want to be whatever you want to be, Like, why do you think that you have to change their mind? That's also like selfish to assume that other people want what you want. That's something that I'm constantly having to reconcile with. Like some people do not want to be hot and have fun the way that I want to. For whatever reason, which is their right, they have a different context. They have a different reality. They have a different set of tools. They have a different set of abilities. They don't want to be hot and have fun. To me, it's like so obvious. Why wouldn't you want to like be hot and have fun? (laughs) but to other people that doesn't make sense to them and it's selfish of me to assume that their life would be subjectively better for them if they believed in the philosophy of being hot and having fun you know I mean I think that it would be still but again it's not my responsibility to change someone's mind I've realized that so much from like making content and doing podcast episodes because a lot of people will send me messages and say like, you know, the things that I've said have really resonated with them. I've helped them so much. But in reality, it's like I wouldn't have been able to help anyone that wasn't already willing and open, even just a little bit to what I have to say. And it's not about like me personally, it's about the message, you know, because I don't think that what I'm saying is necessarily revolutionary. I think I'm just like repackaging existing concepts in a way that makes them more digestible or understandable to a certain group of people. But like, if you don't want to be, if there's no part of you that's interested in like the, the thesis of what I share, then I can't convince you, you know, only if you remain open to different perspectives and new information, is it possible for what I'm saying to make an impact on you because, you know, I have a lot of friends who also go through a lot of the things that I talk about in my content or on my, like in my podcast, and I'm not the person that can convince them 
to see things the way that I see them in a way that's going to help them. You know, someone else is sharing content or sharing a message with them that might have similar principles to what I'm saying, but that other person resonates with them more than I do. Or neither of us resonate and that person is just going to double down on what they're doing and at some point we can't be friends anymore. Like, you know, it's just like I think that this is a tangent, but coming from like a Western society, coming from a society that's like very like capitalistic and also individualistic, it's this idea and also like one that's built on colonialism, like literally taking over lands and trying to reprogram a traditional landowner's way of thinking into like a different one without any real consideration of how these two things could or aren't compatible. Like a lot of Western media, a lot of Western propaganda is so much about like changing other people and convincing other people that you're right, that you're superior And I think that this also comes into how we manage our relationships. We assume that, okay, I know this is better. Why can't you understand you need to do things the way that I want to? And we're all at this like emotional standoff. But when I think about like Eastern philosophy and like Wu Wei and the Tao and going with the flow, it's like a different approach to relationships that I think is more realistic. Or you can find some kind of middle ground. But at the end of the day, it's realizing that If someone is telling you what they want, what they don't want, you should just take them at their word. You know, there's no reason why you need to think that you can convince them otherwise. Only if there are consequences to like the incompatibility between the two of you is that person maybe going to be given an opportunity to change. Because it's like if you keep giving someone access to your time, your attention, to your body – and you don't get what you want in return, at some point, it's only you taking an L, okay? Like the idea that you can like keep having sex with someone and convince them that you're like worthy of a relationship, why? Like that's the thing that defines a relationship. I remember one of my ex-friends who was having trouble with this guy she was dating, they would fight and they would make up, but she couldn't stop sleeping with him. And I was like, you need to stop hooking up with him if you want to actually break up because the way that like your brain chemistry changes when you're like physically intimate with someone, it creates an attachment to them that you are saying that you don't want. So you find someone else to hook up with if that's so important to you. If being with this person is like not good for you, but for whatever reason, they weren't able to stop doing that or didn't want to. And then the relationship just like spiraled out of control and also like deteriorated. So I don't know. I just think that if you want to be hot and have fun, don't get into situationships, period. Because like you giving at the expense, like you giving and being able to meet other people's needs at the expense of your own is antithetical to being hot and having fun. Being hot and having fun is about mutually beneficial situationships, experiences, relationships. And when you really focus in on that for yourself and how that feels and what that looks like in different contexts, it will be so hard to settle. Like I'm like really struggling right now. You know, I'm thinking like, okay, I've been having really great experiences with these people. I have a really great time when I'm by myself. Like when I go out and I encounter someone with a vibe that is just not compatible with with mine, it's so obvious. 
it's so obvious <laughs> and it's really jarring in a way that I know a few years ago I would have been able to try to like convince myself out of I would be like it's okay like I just need to be a little bit more like this I shouldn't have to blah 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 like I would try to rationalize the way that we were incompatible and then maybe lean into a relationship that I don't need to be leaning into and then stressing myself out this other person doesn't even know okay like I'm still making myself available to them I'm still going with what they say not really voicing how I feel not taking any action that indicates I'm not comfortable And then like I lose, you know, but now I'm just like, okay, cool. This person, not really vibing. That person, I vibe with much more. This situation, I like. That situation, I don't like. And then I choose and live accordingly. (laughs) And unless there's a paycheck at the end of something where I have to suffer, I'm not interested. (laughs) And that's like a really cut and dry way of thinking about the world. But your time and your energy is a currency as well. So we live in a capitalistic society if you are giving away your time and energy for free in a way that starts to deplete you, now you've got to work even harder to come up with the resources to look after yourself when you could have just not given away your energy for free and had more energy to make money or to have more energy to be with people that you actually like, you know, because when you are in a situationship and it starts to harm you, it will start to harm all of the other relationships in your life too. You know, like I'm just talking about the friend, ex-friend, her relationship with her boyfriend harmed a lot of her friendships as well because she wasn't able to prioritize herself. Anytime that she spoke to her friends, it would be about this relationship. Her friends got sick of having to give her the same advice over and over again. Friends couldn't bear to watch her continuously self-destruct And then she also had nothing to give her friends other than complaints about her boyfriend. So now the the relationship that she's in plus her friendships have been harmed. So sometimes it's really important to think about, okay, even if I can't do this for myself, I can't say no to this guy for me, but what about the other things in my life that I care about that I'll lose or that will be harmed in the process of me being delusional about this incompatible situation? Because individualist culture will make it seem like you're only responsible for yourself and it's just like you that's going to be taking the L. But we are all connected, you know, you, you being overworked in your relationship, overworked in your job being depleted in any way is going to deplete other people around you at some point if you don't take control of the way that you spend your energy. And it's okay to get a little close to that edge, okay? Like you can't just be living in a constant state of like everything's going well for me vibes. There are going to be challenges on the way if you do want to grow and develop and that's okay. But recognizing that there is a point at which putting more energy into something starts to have diminishing returns, especially when you're noticing that you're not getting what you want in return. And being selfless is not doing things in a way that comes at your expense. Being selfless is about doing things and not expecting anything in return, doing things because you can and you want to, and because it feels good, not because you're sacrificing, self-sabotaging or taking L's that you don't need to be taking, you know, being selfless is like recognizing, oh, I have this extra energy that I can give to this situation without needing anything in return. That's how I see it. You're not being selfless when you put yourself in a situationship with a guy who's not treating you well, because you enabling that guy to treat you poorly also enables him to treat all the other women in his life poorly too. Is that what you want? What if that comes back to me? 
I'm going to be pissed, okay? Think about me when you can't think for yourself. Ask yourself, would Amber be okay with this? And if it's a no, then start to consider your exit plan. (laughs) Because I don't want to be in a world where men think it's appropriate to gatekeep commitment in in that kind of way and still have access to me. No. Like I've also never been in a situation with a guy where I've wanted to be in a relationship with them more than they've wanted to be in a relationship with me. That's maybe my own avoidant issue that I need to come to terms with. But also because I have focused so much of my energy on having a good time with myself. I think that also comes from growing up as an only child and just being like a weirdo. Um, But because I enjoy my own company, I don't find men that interesting because I enjoy the company of women, because I enjoy the company of men in a platonic and a business sense. I know what men are capable of. They are able to treat other people well in a friendship context and in a work context. So why the hell would I like tolerate disrespect in a intimate romantic context? I can make money. I can have fun with you without sleeping with you. And now I'm sleeping with you and my life has gotten worse. Hell no. (laughs) So being able to nurture all these different pillars of your life so that when you encounter romantic situations, you're able to make like logical decisions and not just emotionally charged and insecure ones into relationships and situations that will ultimately harm you. You know, like, don't you want to be hot and have fun? You've been blessed and cursed with the existence of being alive. (laughs) Make the most of it, in my opinion. So yeah, don't let a crusty man make you settle for something that comes at the expense of your own needs. That is the crux of this episode. Let me know your thoughts on situationships. Um, Let me know your thoughts on the podcast in general. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everyone is doing well. If you are in a situationship and you want better for yourself, know that you deserve better for yourself. Okay, you can like this person has demonstrated to you that they only think so far about what this relationship could be and what they're capable of giving. If it's not compatible, compatible with what you want, then you got to keep it moving, baby. I'm sorry, but I believe in you. Okay, don't let these crusty men get in the way of you having a good time. Follow me on socials at Amber Killer. Follow the podcast on Instagram at friend.crush. Send me your thoughts and feelings. Stay hot and having fun. Drink lots of water. Tell your friends and family that you love them and go be a better person. I'll speak to you soon. I'll see you in the next season of Friend Crush. Feel free to send me your thoughts and feelings, any podcast episode topic recommendations. There will still be voice memo episodes, so make sure to subscribe for access to those. I'll keep you posted on merch. (laughs) Love you so much. Speak soon. Bye.